The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Looking for another hot one with a... Another heat advisory today for Niagara-Orleans, Genesee counties until 7 o'clock tonight with heat values in the upper 90s. All right. It's keeping you uh, up to date on what to expect weather-wise, but it is another hot one out there in western New York. Well, starting next week, newly requested phone numbers may start with the area code 624. It's due to an anticipated shortage of numbers in the 716 area code. The State Public Service Commission saying it will apply to Erie, Niagara, Chautauqua, Cataraugus, Allegheny counties. Current 716 phone numbers will not be impacted. The result of growing demand for phone service, think of all those cell phones coming online, but 624 may be in uh, the near future. Now, they say they won't be giving out 624 until all the 716 numbers are exhausted. Right. Though, uh, but they have named the new area code right as 624, and who knows when that might be. Uh, we'll have to see. If you're the first 624, let us know. Right? <laughs> let us know. It's gonna we'll take be able while, to tell though. who it is. It's going to take a while to get used to 624, right? I don't think it will take any time. I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. Uh, right. That's true. <laughs> and now in 716, you have to dial the area code every time. So it's not like you're, you know, extra numbers. If you're dialing an actual number because, oh, 624, it's like the old Seinfeld episode. They added a new area code to New York City. Okay. Now we're living through it 25 years later. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, now i got to dial the extra three numbers. You already do if you're dialing a phone number. You already do. So I don't know. What does it mean to you? You can let us know at uh, 716-803-0930 <laughs> it also on our text board. It reminds me of 585 when they put that one in, you know, for part of this area. It's, um, you know... Rochester would take offense to anybody from Buffalo uh, encroaching on their area code. But there you go. So what do you think about the switch? You can let us know via text this morning. New York State Republicans again pushing reforms on how the state is dealing with migrants. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with the latest. Members of the New York State Assembly Republican Conference congregated in Queens on Tuesday to call on Governor Hochul to take action by calling for the state legislature to convene for a special session to discuss the current state of the ongoing migrant crisis in New York. We understand that this is not a panacea. It's not a silver bullet. It's not going to solve everything. But we feel like it's the time to act. We can't wait until we get back into session in January. We ought to go back and start addressing some of these issues right now. That's Assembly Minority Leader Will Barkley. Among the number of issues Republican Assembly members are hoping to address in legislative chambers in Albany includes the future monitoring of spending at the state level when it comes to supporting migrants, background checks and the registration of asylum seekers at a state level, as well as protecting counties and municipalities from the right to shelter. This all comes just days after State Senate Minority Leader Rob Ort penned a letter to Governor Hochul along with Barkley seeking a special session on the migrant crisis. Ort points to a number of other sessions in the past that were called for what he would term as far less pertinent issues than the migrant crisis. However, Ord is not exuding any sort of confidence at this time that a session such as this will even take place. I'm not going to hold my breath that the governor is going to exert leadership in this. I hope she does. I think she should, but so far we haven't seen that. And certainly my colleagues in the Democratic side of the aisle, particularly from the city and on the far left, they've advocated for these policies. And so I don't know that they're going to be quick to try and overturn them even though there's clearly a crisis that the city of New York and the state of New York are unable to handle and is only getting worse. More from Orton and other Republican leaders in the state legislature is available for you online.
Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you for that. In Amherst, residents able to sound off on the issue at a town board meeting last night. We deserve answers. You don't give us answers. So while the Amherst police are going to be taking care of this, who's going to be taking care of us? I think that Amherst should be not, you know, a garbage dump for people that are going to rape us. I'm sick to my stomach over what I've been hearing. It smacks of racism and classism. I'm embarrassed to be an Audio courtesy of Channel 2 and Channel 4, Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Culpa said they will not be seeking any legal actions, such as what was done in Cheektowaga, including filing a restraining order against New York City, hoping to connect with him later on this morning. The Capitol physician released new information on Senator Mitch McConnell's health after the Republican minority leader froze in front of reporters on two separate occasions, appearing unable to speak for a time. The Capitol physician saying McConnell did not suffer a stroke, seizure, or any other type of movement disorder from Parkinson's disease. While Mitch McConnell's health may raise questions about his fitness to serve, the GOP Senate conference yesterday stood by its leader, expressing confidence in his ongoing ability. He does a fine job. He's able to uh, lead our party. I don't think he's shown any inability to lead in negotiations, to raise money, to get Republicans elected, uh, to help guide our caucus. He's shown that he's been able to do that in the past. He's going to continue doing that in the future. Uh, so I'm firmly behind his uh, remaining as our leader. The reality is that we may expect uh, that Mitch McConnell will check out for 20 seconds a day but the other 86,380 seconds of the day, he does a pretty darn good job. That is Utah Senator Mitch Romney. It took decades, but a man who sat behind bars for the better part of his life for a crime he did not commit now free. Leonard Mack's exoneration came on his 72nd birthday. Grateful to the Innocence Project for their help in vacating his 1976 sentence. It wasn't until the Innocence Project recently took up his case, partnering with the DA's office and used a method not available at the time of trial, DNA evidence testing. Those results cleared Mac and identified the real suspect, a convicted sex offender who confessed to the crime. In court, Mac tearfully explained how painful it's been to live with the stigma of his conviction. Now I can truly say that I'm free. The judge stepping off the bench to hug Mac, said vacating his sentence has been the honor of her career. Wow, uh, quite a story, 1976. Yeah. My gosh, that's a long time. That was uh, given out, so that's Andrea Fuchii with the report. Multiple media outlets are reporting former Bills and Syracuse University wide receiver Mike Williams has passed away. Williams reportedly died after sustaining injuries in a construction accident. He was 36. The Buffalo native went to high school at Riverside before going to Syracuse. He was drafted by Tampa Bay in 2010 and played four seasons with the Bucks before finishing his career with the Bills in 2014. Sad, uh, shocking Very. news there this morning. And the summer movie season hitting a post-pandemic high. It was a $4 billion Barbie summer. But it's Barbie 
and Ken. And Oppenheimer and Spider-Man and Guardians of the Galaxy and others all helped propel the box office past $4 billion in North America, not far from 2019's $4.3 billion summer. It's the best year since the start of the pandemic and more than $600 million higher than last summer, which had the blockbuster Top Gun Maverick. Year to date, 2023, far ahead of 2022, but still way behind 2019 by over a billion dollars. And the rest of the year could face some uncertainty if the strikes continue. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Okay, uncertainty, including a lot of uh, lost dollars. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny, hot, and humid today with temperatures in the upper 80s close to 90 degrees. Tonight, clouds increase. Some scattered showers and thunder showers develop. Overnight lows near 70. A mix of sun and clouds with a passing shower or thunder shower on Thursday, temperatures in the low 80s. We're back in the 70s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us live on the line, Ray Jensen. We're speaking with the UAW Region 9 Assistant Director locally here about the strike possibility and contract negotiations where they are right now. Hey, Ray, thanks so much for joining us this morning. I want to just get started on UAW. We, we've heard so much about the possibility of a strike. A strike authorization vote was held a couple of weeks ago. What exactly is the union looking for in a new contract? Good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Uh, so just a little history. Uh, in 2007 to 2009, uh, the Great Recession turned the auto industry upside down. And to save it, the auto workers took massive cuts to their wages and benefits when the companies introduced tiers, worse pay for the same work. Our pensions were eliminated. Our post-retirement health care vanished. For new hires, jobs were cut. The companies got billions in taxpayer bailout dollars, while automakers took deep cuts and made life-changing sacrifices to keep the industry alive. So we're just asking for what's been taken away from us over the years, um, basically since 2009. Um, we want the restoration of COLA, which is a cost of living adjustment. As you know, inflation is extremely high at this point. Um, we want to end tiers. Uh, we need equal pay for equal work. Uh, we want job security, and we want a just transition to the uh, electric vehicle industry. So you're talking about from 2009. There was a strike in 2019. So that wasn't uh, those items were not addressed in that. Uh, those items were not addressed in uh, 2019. Um, unfortunately, we were on strike for 40 days, and um, uh, we didn't uh, accomplish what we needed to accomplish. And uh, we have a new uh, we have new leadership in there now that is um, more membership focused and uh, definitely fighting for everybody. The uh, you mentioned kind of recouping what was lost in your mind is the auto industry as a whole regained what it lost during the financial crisis? Yeah. So um, the big three, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, have made a combined twenty-one billion dollars in profits in just the first six months of twenty twenty-three. In the past decade, the big three have made a quarter of a trillion dollars in North American profits. And the CEO saw an increase of 40% in their pay over the last four years, while the UAW auto workers' uh, wages have remained stagnant at best. The transition to electric vehicles, how is that impacting negotiations here for to, to avoid a strike? Um, there just needs to be a, a fair and equitable transition, a just transition, as our president has said, to the EVs. We're, we're on board with the EV um, Sector. We want to go green. We just want a fair and, um, and just transition. Um, 
You know, forcing workers to decide between good jobs and greed jobs is a false choice. We can and we must achieve both of those. Is there a nervousness here? You know, I I hate to draw a parallel to other industries and other uh, strikes and labor negotiations that are going on, but you look at, say, uh, Hollywood. You think, oh, how could it be uh, any more different? You know, the Hollywood writers uh, and the auto workers uh, across the country. But they're concerned that new technology is going to take jobs uh, away from them, that it's going to provide, you know, new opportunity for somebody to say, hey, can we do it without all these people? Is that a similar concern in the auto industry where it's like, hey, we have a new way of making cars, less components involved, uh, perhaps. Could we find a way to do it with less people? That's, of course, that's what the, the big three are, are always looking for. They're always looking for job cuts and to do it with less people so they can increase their profits. Um, and as you know, the difference between an internal combustion engine and an EV vehicle is, is about 20 to 30 percent less components. Um, so I will tell you our membership is ready. Um, you know, we actually, <clears throat> myself and uh, another member from the region actually walked with the, uh, the sag after strikers in New York City. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, what we found out from them is that um, if they don't make $28,000 a year, they don't have health insurance. And 80%, 87% of the people uh, working don't make $28,000 a year living in New York City. And that's unacceptable. Um, you know, we, we just see these companies and these corporations just making record profits year over year. And we just see our wages remaining stagnant or going backwards. And, um, you know, there, there is that fear of, of less jobs. Um, but we, we just have to find a way to capture those jobs under the master agreement and make sure, like, the battery plants and make sure all these EV components are good-paying UAW jobs. We're a little over a week away from the deadline here between the automakers and the UAW. It would be a week from tomorrow, the 14th. What's the mood among auto workers locally and are preparations being made for a strike? Uh, preparations are actually being made. We're actually uh, holding a strike training preparation class here today um, at the region for the uh, big Western New York locals. The membership is ready. As you know, we had our first ever uh, set of direct elections. We have new leadership. Um, our, our IEB is, is motivated. They're membership driven. And uh, I've been with the UAW for 24 years, and I've never seen this much solidarity and this much momentum going into contract negotiations. Um, I think our membership is fed up with what's been going on with these corporations. Um, you know, and the middle class has been under attack for a great period of time. And at some point, you have to draw your draw a line in the sand and stick your feet in the ground and say enough is enough and take a stand. And uh, our membership is strong and they're ready to fight. Well, Ray, we appreciate the time this morning, and I'm sure we'll be checking in again to see what the latest is. Ray Jensen is a Region 9 Assistant Director for the UAW here locally talking about that possibility of a strike. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.